everyone, Rebecca here. I just wanted to let you all know that the official Patreon page for How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident is now live. We're offering things like early access to episodes, video recordings of episodes, bonus content, and more. So head on over to patreon.com slash how the fuck to subscribe. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? My name is Rebecca Lee and this is the podcast where I interview my friends, peers, and strangers actually on how they became the confident individuals they are today. In this episode, I chat with Twitch and YouTube horror streamer Robin Meadows. We talk about the benefits of meeting and connecting with new people, being your own biggest fan, the detriments of not seeing yourself reflected in the area of life that you're passionate about, and so much more. This is How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? with guest Robin Meadows. Well, I'm so excited to meet you, Robin. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Rebecca, by the way, and I came across you on Twitter, or not Twitter, on um, TikTok. TikTok, yeah. <laughs> and I love everything horror related. Um, I'm yeah. not a gamer, but I love watching people play horror games. It's yeah. really fun for me. And so you came up on my TikTok and I was like, oh my God, this woman seems super rad. And I looked <laughs> at your bio and it like, all I know about you is what your videos on TikTok are and mm-hmm. your bio, which is special needs mom, a horror streamer on Twitch and dope ass black woman. And oh, it's Robin M on Twitch and YouTube. And, yeah. um, and then I watched a bunch of your videos and I was like, I would love to talk to this woman. She <laughs> seems like she well, has a I lot am. to say. And here you are. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. Um, so usually my first question is what does confidence mean to you? Ooh, um, confidence to me means pretty much how I see myself um, and kind of what I exude to other people, maybe, but mainly how I see myself. um, And this one thing I actually always tell other streamers is to be as confident as possible because you're always going to be your number one fan, no matter how small you are or how big you become you need to be your only, like your biggest fan, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And that starts with being confident in yourself and yeah, pretty much knowing your worth and all of that. So yeah. Yeah. That's so important. Do you consider yourself a confident person? Yes. (laughs) Have you always felt this way or is this like something you found in adulthood? You tell me. It's something I would say that I found, um, honestly, it's going to be weird um it's something after I found I found after a toxic relationship I found confidence in myself um I found confidence in myself towards the end which was which allowed me to leave um but yeah it's confidence is something that I got from there realizing my worth and all of that and having the ability to go yeah I I relate to that I also have been in a uh, domestic, well, I'm not saying yours is a domestically violent, I don't know your situation, but mine was. Yeah. And um, I felt the same way. I cannot believe I found the strength to leave, but I did. And um, and sometimes yeah. it takes like these really low points yes. to find our confidence, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, which is unfortunate. Like, I wish it didn't take traumas to yeah. give us the strength, but sometimes it does. Yeah. Um, were you confident as a kid? Um, my family would say, absolutely. They would say I was borderline vain. 
<laughs> actually. <laughs> so um, as a child, yes. And then um, going into like middle school and stuff, you go through that like awkward puberty phase. Yep. Kind of Hear phase. it on every episode. Yeah. Everybody says middle school was the worst. Mm-hmm. Cause you have like your pimples and you're kind of coming into yourself and yeah. yeah. Um, then in the high school, I was, eh, um, I was typical high school girl looking for validation from the boys. And then, um, before I got into that particular relationship, which I'm sorry, I thought my phone was on silent before I got into that particular relationship, I, um, I was really confident then I actually was the most confident I've ever been in my life because I was really taking care of myself. I was getting healthy. I was, I just felt really good. And then along came that, and then I had to fight for two years to get that back. And I finally have it. So, yeah, (laughs) that's, that's incredible. Where are you, what area are you from? I am from North Carolina. Okay. Are you currently living there now? Yes. Um, I was born in Texas. Both my parents were military. I was born in Fort Hood, Texas. Um, and then I was raised here in North Carolina and partially in New Jersey because my parents shared custody of me. Um, but yeah, I'm originally from here, a small town, North Carolina, population of about 8,000 people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Did you move, a, uh, move around a lot being having your parents in the military? Um, no, I didn't because I predominantly live with my mom. And she got out whenever I was like a baby baby Mm -hmm. um, to take care of my sister and I. So I didn't get the opportunity to move. Actually, I'm my only sibling that did not get to live in Germany or any cool places. I'm really bummed about that. Yeah, (laughs) I have a friend who lived in Germany because her parents were in the military. uh, Yeah. And and she said it was pretty cool. Um, uh, How many siblings do you have? Ooh. (laughs) Listen, my mom has me and my sister. Um, My dad is a different story. I want to say my dad, I am the middle child um, of, I want to say seven. Yes, maybe seven. Yeah, Yeah, that's a lot of of kids. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. Um, uh, Did that, did being the middle, how did being the middle child affect your confidence or did it? Okay, so a lot of people say that the middle child is the ignored one and they're kind of moody because they're ignored or whatever. I was the kid that took advantage of being ignored. <laughs> Nobody took was paying attention to me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and do whatever the hell it is I want. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Um, but actually me and my brothers and sisters are pretty close knit. Um, especially in adulthood now, we're more, mm-hmm. we're able to relate to each other more. So mm, I was ignored, but then I kind of wasn't because I had the younger siblings that would tell on me. And then I had the older siblings that thought they were a parent. So yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a <laughs> dynamic for sure. Um, yeah. um, what did your parents instill confidence in you as a kid? Or was that not one of the qualities they sort of um, wanted you to have? I'm curious because they both have a military background, you said. And so yes. I'm curious about like, what, what kind of attributes did they want you and your siblings to have? Okay. My father, my mom is more of a person. Um, Cause like I said, with my mom, it's just me and an older sister. Right. My mom is more of a person where she's like, live life, be happy, 
you know, that kind of thing, as long as you're doing what makes, brings you joy. Um, my dad, on the other hand, <laughs> is like, you need a career, you need to go to school, you need to be articulate, you need to be well-spoken, you need to carry yourself a certain way, you need to do this, and so on and so forth. And actually, a lot of people compliment me on the way that I speak, and they like my voice, and all of that, and that was forced upon me by my father. <laughs> so, there's that. Yeah. But um, I definitely got, when it, I don't want it to sound vain, but my dad is somebody who I look exactly like him. Okay. So yes, he pretty much beat confidence in that department into my head. Yeah. So do yeah. You have, do you have a good, do you have like a close relationship with them? Or are you closer with your mom? I'm closer with my mom because that's who I was just raised by. Same. Um, and the then same with my dad, um, it's more like a friendship, but I like it. Yeah. You know, um, that's good though. Yeah. It's more like a friendship, but I like it. We're all like, when we get together now that we're all adults, all my siblings are in their twenties, thirties, forties, except for my one lone brother who's 17. Um, it's like getting together with friends. Um, lovely. So yeah. Okay. So you go ahead. I completely lost it. Hold on a second. That's but, why I um, take notes because like I, yes, I'm just, I'm just like, I will not remember it. <laughs> Thank you for taking notes. Um. <laughs> okay. So you, you graduate high school mm-hmm. and then, and then what happens? You went to high school in which city? I went to um, high school in Siler city, North Carolina. Okay. And then you yes. graduate and then what happens in your life? Um, I graduated and of course I wanted to go to college, university and all the other stuff like any other senior, but, um, I had a daughter when I was 16. So I ended up, um, I want to say I ended up going to school at that point for medical assisting. And I just pretty much cycled in out of school for various things, medical assisting, pharmacy, technician, um, medical office billing coding stuff like just randomness and I really couldn't find anything that I liked yeah and then um I also have a special needs child so having a set schedule for school and even for work or career is pretty much damn near impossible right so um yeah most of this time has been dedicated to her quality of life raising her and stuff like that until I got into this <laughs> so yeah. this being being like twitch streaming and streaming YouTube and stuff streaming. Yeah. yeah okay okay cool wait do you have one one child or two or more one one okay mm-hmm. okay what how, did having a, a baby affect your confidence in any way yes <laughs> I'm always so interested to talk to parents yes. because I'm always like what was life like before versus, cause I don't have any kids. So I'm always like, what was life before and after? Like, did you get more confident or did you find it hard and you, your confidence was shaken because you were like, there's a child here or like, what was your, what happened? At my particular age, it made my confidence kind of plummet. Um, cause I was 16. And then of course, having a child, um, people make up certain things about you at that age, so on and so forth. So in my case, I think it probably would have been different if I had been like in my thirties, like I am now, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, that'd be one thing, but, um, having a child at 16, especially the circumstances in which my child came about, 
um, where it was pretty like pretty much like a two or three day process. I literally found out I was pregnant on a Saturday and had her on Monday. <laughs> so wait, yeah. what? That is wild. Mm-hmm. How? Wait, are you are you comfortable? <laughs> ta- are you comfortable talking about that? Yeah. Obviously, I don't want to. Cross yeah, I've told that story on stream before. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, I don't yeah. want to cross any boundaries that that you oh, have, no. so I'm it's very fine. respectful of that. Um, wait, okay, so how? What? Uh, 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 I I don't even know. Okay, that's um, very scary for a six-year-old. It is, and I think a lot of it was came down to me being like a dumb teenager, because I look back at it now and I'm like, duh, Robin. But um, it was just a lot of things that I would look over, like things that should have let me know, hey, girl, you pregnant. Um, but literally, I remember spending time with my sister. We went and got some pizza from Domino's. I ate said pizza at the time. She had two kids and my niece was two years old. Um, we were playing on my bed, jumping up and down. And I'm like, ow, you know, my side hurts. That's weird. And then as the night goes on, I start to get sick and I'm like, Sam Domino's gave me food poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> so the next day was actually my sister and my damn brother-in-law's um, anniversary. And they were having this huge cookout and everybody knew something was wrong with me because I sat it out because I'm not going to sit out a cookout. So um, everybody was like, okay, my mom, she was like, okay, if I get back home and you still don't feel well, I'll take you to the emergency room. Okay, fine. So I am literally walking around the house, sweating, I'm hurting and stupid me doesn't realize, okay, my stomach pain is coming on a pattern. <laughs> so. Um, she gets back home. Of course, I don't, I still don't feel well. She takes me to the ER, get to the ER. And as a woman, you know, they do a pregnancy test on you and they're like, they come in me 16 sitting there with my mom. And the lady's like, congratulations, you're pregnant. This isn't congratulations lady. So, which, um, the doctor ended up getting in trouble for that because she was not supposed to give me test results in front of my mom. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. So we go home on the most silent car ride I've ever experienced in my life. (laughs) And, you know, we have the talk about, you know, what do you want to do? So Mm -hmm. on and so forth. And by the way, they had given me, I didn't get a pelvic exam. She just kind of felt around on my belly. And she was like, um, I can't feel anything. I think you're about three months maybe. And they sent me on home. So, and they told me I was probably at risk of having a miscarriage and that's why I was getting the cramps. So me and my mom, we get home and we're like, okay, if this pregnancy continues, what's your plan, blah, 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 so on and so forth. The next day, I still don't feel any better. I still feel like trash. My sister who has had two kids, she's like something, no, we need to take her somewhere. So of course my primary care couldn't get me in same day. So um, she took me to the health department. They go to do a pelvic exam. The lady literally starts and then like just completely throws herself across the room, like slides back. And she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, what, what is it? She was like, I can feel your baby's hair. I can feel your baby's hair. (laughs) She was like, I need to call 911. So she goes running out of the room my sister comes in freaked out. She's like, what's happening? And I'm like, she said she could feel the baby's hair. She was like, the baby has hair. And like, every, there's just a bunch of confusion. So they call 911. I get in the ambulance. 
at that point, I'm like, listen, obviously I'm in labor and I want to know, do y'all give epidurals in here? Cause I'm tired. <laughs> and they're like, no, we can give you a Tylenol though. So I'm like, I don't want that. And I remember being upset that they wouldn't turn on the sirens because they were like, this isn't an emergency situation. Um, to me it is, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to the hospital and I'm like, yes, I can get some sort of painkiller. Yeah. No, I had to wait for my mother because <laughs> I was 16. So my sister had to go home, break it to my mom. Like, okay, she's further along than we thought. Um, we need you to pack her bag and we need to go by Walmart and get this baby some clothes. <laughs> so my mom gets to the hospital signs for me to have you know the epidural and all that all is well with the world I'm at peace because I'm no longer in pain right. um and they told me that she was going to be there by 12 o'clock by lunchtime I remember them telling me that and the hours still go on I never dilated past three and you're supposed to get to like 10 so it came a point where a friend of mine was there my best friend at the time and, you know, they have the monitors on you um, so they can hear the baby's heartbeat. And we're just watching TV waiting. And I look at her and I'm like, do you hear that? She was like, no, I don't hear anything. And I was like, exactly. Mm -hmm. So the nurse comes in and she tries to say that it's because my monitor was on wrong or whatever. But it turns out that my daughter had actually lost oxygen and they had to perform an emergency C-section. Um, and she was born at six pounds, five ounces, 19 inches. And I was 36 weeks alone. Holy so, yeah. shit. Um, she had a 10% chance of making it her first night. Um, so we pretty much had my mom. Well, my sister had called the pastor, all of that. Nobody thought she was making it. Um, but she literally went home two weeks later. And she will be 15 this year. God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that she is... has um she has cerebral palsy mm -hmm. and um she has auditory neuropathy. But luckily we've been fortunate enough where she's very self-sufficient, like to an extent. Um she can communicate with us. Um there's no medications. Um yeah, so we were fortunate on that front. So yeah, that's my birth story. <laughs> that's that's that is incredible, and and that is uh, the cerebral palsy. Is that from being born early, or is that does that is that not um, related? That's from the oxygen um, deprivation. Oh. Cerebral palsy is a birth injury. Oh, it can I be a birth no injury, or from what I understand, um, people can develop it from like major car accidents, oh, um, wow. anything that causes any sort of brain trauma. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about that. Wow. Wow. That is an incredible story. Um, and I can imagine how much that has affected you as a person. I mean, you had her when you were 16. Yeah. And, uh, wh what do you feel like? So it, it sort of, it sounded like maybe took a knock to your confidence when she was born, just because you were young and people in high school are. Yeah. It, Confident, yeah, because kids are mean. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, because kids are mean. Kids are mean. Ultimately, yeah. um, and then also as far as my physical appearance too, because now I'm 16, I got this mom body, <laughs> so 
um yeah it was mainly that mainly you know people talking and you know stuff like yeah. that so, so when did yeah go ahead um no that was pretty much it it was mainly like the people talking I got kind of down on myself um I had a lot of friends who their parents didn't want them to talk to me anymore um just stuff like that yeah and that stuff is so fucked up and that is so hard for a 16 year old to have to go through um but I can imagine you probably learned a a great deal earlier than most people yes (laughs) because now all of a sudden you're caring for another human life yeah I can remember there being times um unfortunately like being so tired I remember being so tired I carried her diaper bag to school instead of my book bag. Um, yeah, it was, it's pretty hard being, trying to balance being a teen parent, going to school, all that other stuff. And then whenever it comes time for school to end and all your friends and stuff are going to college, you're kind of like, I want to do that too. But then I also don't want to leave this person who depends right. on me. Right. And yeah, but you, now, you, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, do you feel like, at any point that shifted and you were like, oh, actually, I feel a lot more confident now in being a mom and being a person and being a woman and any of that. Mm, that shifted actually, I want to say when she was about one, mm. because um, we found out her different, um, well, maybe a little bit before she was one, we found out all her different um, diagnoses, like I want to say when she was about five months old, six months old. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being in the school library, like looking up different stuff. Um, what should I do about this? What doctor should I go to? What should I, you know, be in all these appointments and taking notes and trying to figure out, okay, how can I make her life as normal as possible? And I remember this nurse kind of coming up to me and being like, there are mothers who come here who are in their thirties and forties who don't even pay this much attention or are not disinvested and here you are 17 years old you know doing all of this so that gave me a whole different kind of confidence like like relating to motherhood motherhood completely gave me confidence because I'm like wow this person depends on me and I'm actually doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm actually succeeding in it so yeah and I'm not saying like as a teenager you're not always the best parent because you have no business being a parent <laughs> But, you know, I did the best that I could and hearing people say stuff like that to me definitely gave me a lot of confidence. It made me not care what people were saying about me because I'm like, you couldn't even do half the stuff that I do anyway. So who are you to tell me how I should feel about myself? Yep. So, yeah. So it's like, it's almost like stepping up to the plate or stepping into yourself, like stepping into this like fully formed, like realized adult even at Mm -hmm. a young age. Um, that's incredible. So when did you get into streaming? Okay. Streaming came from, um, which crazily the ex that I had the toxic relationship with, he was a streamer. Okay. Um, he started it and he started meeting all these cool people. He went to this really big event. Um, um, I think it was pack south or something like that this huge video game event okay and I'm like I kind of want to do that too he's meeting all these people they're doing all this stuff like he's playing with people in Canada and the UK and all of that I want to do it 
So I actually approached him about it because he has all this equipment. And at the time we're living together and I'm like, Hey, I kind of want to do this too. And he laughed at me (laughs) and he told me that I did not have the personality for it. Fuck him. So I did not do it. Um, Then after we ended up going our separate ways, I'm like, you know what? It was a matter of fact, there was a big platform called Mixer that ended up shutting down. And everybody was making this move to either Facebook or Twitch or YouTube. So I started looking into Twitch and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try it. And I did. And here I am about six months later. What what made you be like, try this like fuck this dude who told me mm-hmm. like I couldn't do it I'm gonna I'm gonna do it like what what can you attribute that to or is there anything you can think of um ultimately what made me try it is one it was kind of like I'm gonna have a whole in your face kind of moment like I can do this and I'm gonna be better at you than it I'm better than you at it so um I want to say then I started noticing on the platform, even on YouTube, um, Twitch, Facebook, whatever streaming platform, that there was not a lot of Black women. I saw Black women, but there wasn't a lot of them. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something about that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to join. Instead of, you know, kind of saying, there's no Black women here, I'm just going to include myself. So yeah, that's one reason why I joined. Um, another reason is I don't know it's kind of like meeting other people from near and far who just have the same likes that you do (laughs) yeah I I watched a video of yours on TikTok and you talked a little bit about being a community-based person and how that Mm -hmm. is important to you so I I'm curious have you met some cool people in the Twitch community oh yes (laughs) yes I've met some really really um some really dope people I've like started friendships um all sorts of stuff and this has probably been one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my life and um most of the people I ended up meeting through TikTok I remember a friend of mine was always telling me to get on TikTok and every time I looked at him like people are doing these dances and yeah stuff like that. that's how I was too like, at first yeah I'm like this ain't for me yeah and then too. I joined it and I started posting just clips and then I'm like people think I'm funny for some reason <laughs> so yeah it just kind of blew up from there yeah but yeah I've met a lot of um luckily a lot of other black women who stream through TikTok that's incredible I love that mm-hmm. you like I mean, that takes confidence. It takes mm-hmm. courage. It takes vulnerability. It takes strength to be like, I don't see myself reflected in this community. I'm going mm-hmm. to change that. Um, yeah. That takes so, that just takes so much. So I, I just admi- admire that exponentially. Um do you feel like the community around you has given you confidence that you, you know, this streaming community around you? Yes. <laughs> um, a matter of fact, I tell my close friends all the time. I'm like, I'm still amazed that this many people want to watch me or follow me. Or, you know, I have people who come to me and say that I inspire them to start back streaming. Yeah. Um, one thing that I do find 
where it does kind of make me sad a little bit, but it does bring me joy. There's some women who are like, I was scared to get on camera and let people see that I was a black woman because I thought that, you know, I would get bullied and I've seen this happen to other women, but seeing you get up there and just not caring makes me want to do it too. So that's one of like the best, I love hearing stuff like that. I'm like, yes, then I'm doing my job. <laughs> that's and, yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Um, I'm not a gamer, so I don't mm-hmm. know this world very well. Yeah. I, you know, it comes up on my TikTok from time to time and I see a lot of women um, like get made fun of on Twitch. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something that happens a lot or am I just um, seeing just it, bad instances? It happens a lot. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why women are so frowned upon in gaming. It's like, we're not supposed to know how to play games. We cannot be better than men at games we I have no idea like women are I've seen women get sexually harassed in um their own chats or whatever and I always think of you know my stream is like my house and my community is like my friends and family who have come over um people have learned a valuable lesson not to come and disrespect me on my stream so it doesn't happen to me often Um, But it has happened. I see it happen to a lot of women, but that's where confidence kind of comes in. You cannot let that kind of take over your stream and like pollute the whole thing. You just block them and keep it moving. And that's what I tell a lot of women to do. Um, How do you deal with when that happens in the past or when that has happened in the past? How do you deal with it? Oh, you have to make me care first because you're somebody who does not even know me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if anything, thank you for your view, for boosting my analytics. And it's kind of backwards because you hate me. I've had people come in and be racist. And -hmm. I'm just kind of like, you hate me, but you come here and you give me, you know, your view, which ultimately sometimes results in money for me. Make it make sense how, if you put more energy into being creative, you wouldn't be here being counterproductive to your own belief. (laughs) So it makes me feel bad for you. That's so. a good mentality to have though, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like it is. Have you always been able to be like, you don't know me, <laughs> fuck your opinion. Like, I'm just like, how um, did you cultivate that? I don't know. It's always been an kind of air that I had where it never, like bullying and all that stuff has never made sense to me. Because I'm just like, if you don't like me, you don't like my appearance, you don't like what I'm about, why are you putting so much energy into me? You don't make sense. I'm not the problem, you are. <laughs> Let's talk about it, you know? So it's a thing where it just has never made sense to me. And um, I know it is a hard thing to kind of um, possess because at the end of the day, I am human. So I have been insulted before and it has kind of stung. But um, when it comes to streaming and stuff, this is probably somebody from on the other side of the country who I'll never see a day in my life who comes in my stream and decides that I'm ugly or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see why like women would be scared to start mm-hmm. a stream. I can see why. And then especially women of color, like you said, mm-hmm. that aren't, that don't have the visibility on that platform. Um, mm-hmm. I've gotten something, um, which this happened, I want to say about three weeks ago, I got a racist raid 
where someone raided um basically it's where another streamer was streaming and took his community like I like doing raids now for instance because I have grown quite an audience and I like to take um at the end of my stream take all my viewers and give them to maybe somebody I started out with who doesn't have as many as me and just kind of like make their day or so you have, just like them- send the people mm-hmm. over there okay yes. you just like say so, go to this person's tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay so somebody <laughs> brought a couple of people with them who proceeded to call me n-word and ape all this stuff and I'm just kind of like how do you have this much energy because I want it <laughs> How do you have this much time? <laughs> like, why does why is this something that pleases you? Let's talk about it. Are you okay? Yeah. yeah. How did you deal with it in the moment? <laughs> um, basically, when I saw it, I was like, okay, we're doing this today. Um, I ignore it and I tell my chat, don't acknowledge it. The only thing, the only reason it upsets me is because it derails the stream right. because the chat will pay attention to it at the end of the day I don't care so um I just tell the chat to ignore and I keep on with my conversation um the last time it happened I did say you know how it didn't make sense you know like I said if you were putting more energy into being creative then you wouldn't be here trying to berate me so I'm sorry your life is awful yep I mean that's (laughs) exactly what it is it's people people who have it goes into it's expanded outside of this mm-hmm. streaming world too it's people who are in my opinion scared of women and scared mm-hmm. of especially of women of color because they see women of color and women as a threat I, I think it's yeah like in I think at the end of the day that's what it comes down to it's like fear I, I pretty much imagine, you know what I mean like and I don't know I just hate men see what I pretty much tell people is like do not let someone who does not like you disown, like own you like that or own your yeah. emotions. Don't like, don't do that. Don't because they come in wanting a reaction. So the only time I have ever given a reaction is when I said that I'm like, you know, you know where you would be if you were at least creative, <laughs> you wouldn't be here. You know, that's the only time I've really ever given them a, re- a response. Yeah. But yeah, I tell people and I know it's easier said than done like you cannot give them any sort of energy because pretty much that person is sad they're like a black hole and we all know black holes don't give the light back no nope. <laughs> so we'll yeah, right down. yep mm-hmm. yep yep what do you do do you do like on a daily basis that helps with your confidence some people have talked about like oh I need to stay in my routine that's what is really helpful for me in my confidence. Other people have said, I go to therapy. Other people have said, I journal. Journaling doesn't work for me, um, me personally. Do you do anything that like helps you center yourself and ground yourself and feel like the confident woman you are? I have started something recently and in the past years that has helped me a lot. And that is going walking. (laughs) I started back here um, recently but I go to a local um, track that's attached to a greenway and I put in, you know, my AirPods and I listen to whatever, like podcasts or whatever. And I just walk in, I let my thoughts kind of roam. I think about my stream. I think about, you know, whatever. Um, 
but yeah that's like time to myself where I can kind of evaluate and there's quiet and yeah that's what I do um and then also surprisingly just being in my room working on my stream kind of playing on the computer um saying okay I'm going to do that helps is to it's become like therapy to me um streaming in general has definitely helped with confidence because it's actually something I wish I would have had back in high school mm-hmm. or in school period because I was afraid to get in front of people mm-hmm. and say stuff. I was afraid to, I was too shy to like approach people or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now it's really nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you, I was going to say, so it's basically like you found what you love to do and that's mm-hmm. what gives you confidence. It's like you love to sit down and do that thing. So you do mm-hmm. it and then in turn you get confidence from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, like, it almost sounds like your walks are like meditative. It's like walking yes. meditation. Mm-hmm. And that's so important for it, for everyone listening, just to find a time for yourself yep. to be with yourself. Um, Cause at the end of the day, you're all you got really pretty much. That's why you I say you I have mean? to be your own biggest fan, yep. no matter how many fans you have or how dedicated they are to you, you you're supposed to be the biggest one of them all because it's like if everybody was to leave tomorrow and decide oh Robin's lame now whatever I all I would have was myself so I can't base my confidence in other people right like it had yeah so absolutely what have you learned have you learned anything during this the, the your streaming process or I guess it can be you know, at any time throughout your life, but I know that this is the most recent um, mm-hmm. and compelling thing in your life. Have you learned anything about yourself or about the world in this recent um, time? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say learned, but I was able to see, Ooh, <laughs> see the yeah. stuff now, yeah. you know, because I had never experienced, even though I live in a really small town in the South, I had never had someone kind of like have a racist attack on me. And I was like, oh, wow. Like I knew it happened, but I was like, damn, that's, that's actually real. People think this about me or even um, I've had sexual things written to me and that's never really happened to me in the past. Um, Mainly, and then with meeting all these people with different personalities and different this or whatever, I don't know. It's, taught me like a bunch about just people in general like how they think how they move just Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because like I said being from a small town you're kind of like closed off (laughs) from a lot of stuff right but you know having contact with people from just all over now yeah I was like okay these these things are real because now they're happening to me so yeah, it wasn't more so learning some stuff. It was being able to now, okay, see it, um, witness it, experience it. Yeah. Right. Right. And also, uh, fucking, I hate it. Um, <laughs> I hate hearing about that. But, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm so glad that you found your passion and something that you love to do. I feel like. So few people in the world find what they love. It seems like so many people are, are working to work, you know, and not 
and I understand that, you know, we, we unfortunately live in a capitalist society. So like, that's something that I get, but like, whenever I talk to someone who has found something that like they love and that like lifts their spirit, it's just like, yeah. And then women, if you think about it, we are pretty much a lot of times taught or shown that our self-worth, our confidence and, um, our passion is supposed to be to come from a man or a motherhood. Yeah. Or like that's supposed to be the biggest accomplishment in your life that yeah. you're this wonderful being mother, a wife. Or this wonderful wife, or yeah. you know, whatever. Not that you're now the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Right. Not that you, you know, succeeded or, you know, whatever in a company where you're not the demographic. It's supposed to be, oh, you're a mom now. That's your greatest accomplishment ever. And well, you know, I love my daughter. Obviously, she's the best person in the on this planet to me ever. You know. Right. I want to be known for other stuff. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know. So yeah. Yeah. You're so much we are so much more than this one dimensional thing that a person yeah. or society wants to put onto. Pretty much it's like us. for women and I don't know if this is a good thing to say it's almost like we're just a walking uterus. I know. Yeah, so like I know. I, I can do other things besides bear children and you know. So yeah. Or be a sex object. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's do you talk. Do you like when you, cause I've only seen like, cause I don't have a Twitch. I've only seen like mm-hmm. clips um, on your TikTok. Yeah. Do you keep conversation pretty lighthearted or do you get, do you talk about stuff like this on there? I try to keep it um, lighthearted, but yeah. then I will get into stuff like this. Like um, to me, and I've said this before, I'm just kind of there. My chat, like this is me entertaining you guys. We're going to talk about you know, whatever you want to talk about. So if it comes, like if a topic like this comes up in the stream, then yeah, I'll talk about it. I'm pretty open-minded and open yeah. to everything. And even though I am a scary channel or whatever, I always like to start off my streams by telling them, okay, tell me something good. Tell me something that's happened to you this week. Um, I don't care if they gave you an extra nugget at McDonald's or you got a promotion. Like if it made you happy, then tell me about it. And I've learned a lot about them. I've learned a lot of them are nurses or are getting promotions and having kids. And, you know, these aren't just people here to give me a view and all that stuff. I want to like know them. And now I see names that I recognize and I'm like, Hey, how is this going? I even have kids in there. They're like, yo, Robin, I I got my permit today and all of that. So yeah, I like to keep it lighthearted and I like to make it about them right <laughs> so yeah that's incredible because because I'm not part of the the streaming community and the gaming yeah. community I didn't realize how much of a community you can create mm-hmm. on your channel um which is so beautiful and I can see now why you were like oh I wish I had this in high school because mm-hmm. in my like you know when I was in high school, I, I remember friends playing video games, but there wasn't Twitch. It was just like, them yeah. talk, like talking if they're playing like a multiplayer game or whatever, but yeah. there was no like streaming platform or anything. Or, yeah. Right. Um, so I can see now how it's, it can be really positive for yes. people. You can really create a community that, that you couldn't before, which is so cool. I think community is huge and making one in any facet of your life is like, just Mm -hmm. it makes things exponentially greater when you can share yourself with others 
Um, See, and I always recommend that people do join something like this. Like, I don't care what talent like you have, what if it's playing video games, if it's cooking, if it's even a podcast. There's people who are on Twitch who have podcasts and they, you know, they sit and they talk. There's people who do just chatting streams where they just talk to their community. They don't even play video really? games. But mm-hmm. so, you know, I always just suggest that because it opens your mind more to other people. Like I get, okay, like I have my friends who see me on a daily basis or who text me and call me and all, and all that stuff. But this has pretty much opened my mind to other people and other things. And like I said, other personalities, other dynamics on, you know, all of that. And it's even taught me that okay, while we can disagree, we might not have the same beliefs or anything like that. We can still play together, have the same passion, still want to play video games. It doesn't have to be that deep with people, you know? So I really have truly loved meeting other people who just love video games as much as I do. I've been playing them since I was like five, four, maybe. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's, and that reminds me of like, you know how people say like travel as often as you can to like mm-hmm. meet people from different cultures. And it's like, we have the ability to meet people from different mm-hmm. backgrounds and different cultures with the technology we have. Without, sitting right here in my bedroom. Yes, <laughs> yeah. sitting right there without having to travel. I mean, obviously traveling is wonderful and great, but yeah. there are ways to meet people that are from different cultures, backgrounds, regions just from your own bedroom um, yeah, and it's awesome because all of this started really like um the gaming community has been here for like a long time but it got really really dominant like during a pandemic where nobody right. was able to travel or leave or anything like that and it's like okay well here's another way to do it <laughs> you know yeah so yeah it's been a really dope experience and like I said I recommend anybody get a YouTube get a Twitch or um Facebook has a whole streaming thing now um, it isn't all about video games because I know when people think of Twitch, they think of video games. Yeah. But no, I follow people who they just cook <laughs> or they're on their drawing or singing. Um, there's DJs on here. Yeah. I, I did hear about a DJ, like a DJ set on Twitch. Mm-hmm. You might need to do one. This sounds, this sounds super fun um, and incredible. What, this is sort of not on the topic we were talking about, but okay. what, what do you, what, what qualities do you try to instill in your daughter? I always ask this when I interview a parent, cause I'm so interested mm-hmm. in like how to raise a confident child. Um, um, is confidence something you ins- try to instill or, you know, mm-hmm. what do you, what do you teach her? Well, with my child, vanity is real with that one. So I don't have to say very much, (laughs) but I want to teach her to kind of like as a black woman to kind of have, and it sounds bad, but then not to have a tough skin Mm. to, again, like I told you before, not let the opinions of people who don't even like you kind of own you or whatever, to be just confident in yourself, to have a very I don't care kind of feel to you. Um, and I think it's back there are people's opinions who you should value, but it's kind of like being 
a black woman today is yeah. I don't know you have to have that tough skin at times so I try to instill in her to just have your confidence rely on like get it from you don't get it from other people don't get it from other people's thoughts and opinions because those other people's thoughts and opinions aren't going to pay your bills they're not going to put food on the table they're not going to yeah you don't survive on other people's thoughts mm. so oh that's know. a good quote um yeah when we're living in such a I mean this has been the wildest saddest mm-hmm year and it's still going you know um and I'm always just like man it must be so challenging to raise a child right now because you know I mean like the pandemic has brought out a lot in people because um people couldn't go out they have now turned to the internet and gotten a platform and you've learned how some people think and sometimes those those thoughts aren't the best ones um I don't know. It seems like during the pandemic to me personally, yeah, like hatred has been a lot more prevalent because now people can be more outspoken about it because they're home bored with a laptop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, trying to raise a child and even having nieces and nephews and stuff like that, who I'm really close to, it's been kind of hard with that too. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like they're pretty confident people so we don't have to worry about that too much but I think a lot of hate has come out during the pandemic because like I said people are bored at home with their thoughts and they put it out there on the internet yeah even as yeah go ahead ahead. even as recent as the like whole Asian right thing which gets to my soul (laughs) because um I don't know how that even started with the whole COVID and all Asian people are responsible for it. Like that eats me up, (laughs) but yeah, it's just, it's become very unfortunately prevalent now. And especially like I said, on things like Twitch where people can come in your stream and just say exactly how they feel. Um, The craziest thing that's ever happened to me, which it was kind of weird and kind of awkward for me in the chat was this person actually came in and they were like um can you take a knee for hispanic people (laughs) and i'm like what and we're all like what and they ended up going on this whole rant about how hispanic people are going to take over the world and kill people and all like people really come into your chats and say stuff like that what do you do what did you do I just don't know how I would handle that. What that right there caught me off guard. Yeah. Because I've never heard of that before. And I've actually, that was the first time I kind of paused and I was like, wait, what? And everybody was just as confused as I was. But I have moderators. Right. Who, um, they're allowed to ban people, kick them out and stuff like that. And mine are normally really swift with it. But even they were confused. They were like, we don't know how to... <laughs> treat this what right right so um it derailed it for a little bit but we got back on track right yeah yeah and it's also like you're being vulnerable by like you're doing the thing right you're on camera you're the Mm -hmm. one that's playing the people who are in your chat are no one sees their face right yeah it's just so they 
already there's like a layer of like being anonymous. So people feel like they can come in and say whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like one thing that I've sort of learned is that like, if you're not in the ring, then your opinion doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to me. Like if you're not out here being vulnerable, streaming yourself or what for in whatever capacity it is, if you're not out here being vulnerable, then I don't give a shit what your opinion is because you're not doing the thing. It's easy to just sit there and Mm -hmm. fucking, you know, type and be a keyboard warrior. But what's hard is vulnerability. So if you're not going to, if you're not bringing vulnerability into the equation, your opinion doesn't matter, you know? And it all ties back to, you know, like being in high school and having that baby and then realizing like these people can't do half the stuff that I do on a daily basis. So why do I care? Like they wouldn't be able to, you know, take care of a special needs child or whatever. Um, Cause yeah, that was, that helped me to grow up up, like a lot, like finding out I was pregnant on Saturday, having the baby on Monday, finding out she had all these issues. And also my daughter, um, her father passed away whenever she was three months old. So it's just been like me and her. So So I'm just like, there's no way that you can even do half the stuff that, you know, I've been pretty much made to do. So fuck you. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really sorry. I'm really, really, really sorry to to hear that. That is yeah. So as we're we're finishing up here and coming up on an hour, um, do you have any any I hate using the word advice because that's such a big word, but if there's people who are listening right now who are struggling with confidence, do you have any last kind of words of wisdom for them or have you ever been told something that Mm -hmm. stuck with you just anything that you could relay um and this is mainly you know what for women like younger women and Mm -hmm. stuff like even men you know please always 100% without a doubt be yourself no matter if people do not like it no matter if people, you know, think you're weird or quirky or whatever, please be yourself and your people will come. Organic friendships and organic communities are the best. Do not conform to what is popular for the sake of having friends because those friends will not last, that community will not last or anything. Confidence always comes from being yourself. And I tell that to a lot of up and coming streamers. I even tell like in any facet of life, you know, just be you and those who are for you will be accepting and yeah, just be yourself. And I know it sounds cliche, but but it's it's right. It's Mm -hmm. spot on. Okay. So I'm going to recap Robin's tips for confidence right now. Okay. Please. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The last thing I would ever want to do is misconstrue what you said. So I'm yeah. always, always open to a good note if, uh, if you have one. So mm-hmm. um, be your biggest fan, mm-hmm. know your worth, stepping up to the plate, stepping into yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't care what people say, quote, I can do this. Surround mm-hmm. yourself with a good community, inspire those around you. Mm-hmm. I love this block them and move on, which is like yes. both you can do it, you know, digitally and also in life. You know, I don't yep. only mean blocking them <laughs> on social media in life, block them mm-hmm. and move on, ignore haters. Don't let someone who doesn't like you control your emotions, 
Mm -hmm. walk, move your body, walking meditation, uh, find time for yourself to be alone Mm -hmm. with yourself, do what you love, be your own biggest fan. Talk about your joys with your community. I wrote that down because I loved, I loved that you do that with your community and ask them Mm -hmm. like what something that made them happy. I loved that. Uh, join a community of like-minded individuals. In this instance, Mm -hmm. we talked about Twitch and YouTube, um, have an open mind, meet new people, get your confidence from you and not others. Do not, do not conform, be yourself no matter what. And your people will come. Mm -hmm. That's it. Do you have anything to change or add? Um, no, (laughs) I mean, no, such a good list. Um, I enjoyed talking to you so, so much. I'm so glad that you came on my TikTok feed and that we were able to make this work because you are such an inspirational person. Um, so I, I truly appreciate your time. No, thank you for inviting me on the podcast. Like whenever I told my sister, I was like, yo, I got invited to be on a podcast. She was like, I'm sure that made your life because I love, I love the hell out of podcasts. I can't even watch TV anymore. I don't watch TV. I don't (laughs) watch TV either. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm like, oh yes, I've made it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so so grateful to have you. Um, and thank you for your vulnerability and your strength and your your wisdom. I just I just love you. I just think you're an incredible oh, person. Thank you. And a, a true joy. And I'm sure your community feels the same. I'm sure they are so grateful to have you in their life. Yeah, and I love them. I've met a lot of a lot of people with varying personalities and stuff. And um, actually, we have a di- I have a Discord server where Ooh. I'm actually really proud of it because a lot of them have become friends with each other. That's incredible. Found like, you know, um, like personalities, like um, hobbies and stuff like that. We share pets, kids, you know, whatever. Um, if we aren't having the greatest of days or whatever, they have people they can inbox for that or whatever. So yeah. You're probably really creating it. a wonderful community around you. Uh, I like, try. <laughs> like the Reese, even just having, I mean, Discord, I'm pretty new to. I, I have heard of it because some podcasts also have mm-hmm. Discords. Um, so I'm pretty new to it. But just the fact that like you're giving people resources is yeah. incredible. Um, so I'm just, I'm just, admi- I just admire this community that you've created around you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and everybody can find you at, oh, it's Robin M on Twitch and YouTube and Discord. Instagram, all of that stuff. Instagram, all the things. Very uncreative. I have the same name for everything. No, that's good. (laughs) That makes it easy for people just to go. That's good for, for branding. Um, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been wonderful talking to you. If I get a Twitch, you're going to be the first one, the first community I join. <laughs> yeah, you're always welcome. Always. I won't be playing, but I'll just moderate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later, Robin. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And you can also head over to patreon.com slash how the fuck for bonus episodes, video content, and more. Thanks again.